the NFL Edge podcast is back as we we recap week 14 and look ahead to week 15. Uh, Kristen, um, boy, Giants look great. Uh, Your Niners with a big win. The Eagles didn't play, so you're in a good mood. I am probably not. Before we start really analyzing, how are you? Uh, Well, Dave, I am just trying to be as good as, as Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup last night because the Rams responded in a big way on Monday Night Football. And the Arizona Cardinals, who were statistically the best team in football, are not. So now I am left wondering, who is the best team in the NFL? Do we even know? What a 2021 season. The best team in the NFL. All right, so let, let, let's let's put your, your uh, question to the, uh, to the test. Who right now, in your mind, is the best team in the NFL? See, it goes back and forth because each division is just so... So messed up. Um, I, I want to say, I mean, I know that the, the Packers take over the top spot in the NFC. The Patriots have the top spot in the AFC. I I want to lean Patriots, but then I look at the Packers and I'm like, no, I have to go Packers. And then I look at what Tom Brady and the Bucks are doing and they're surging. And then I have to go with with the Bucks. It's it, it feels like it's just a it's it's a revolving door at this point. I would go. With the Packers, yeah, I, 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 I think I have to. I would go with the Packers. I, can't, I can't take, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. I can't take a rookie quarterback to win the whole thing. If you said put money on one team right now, I'd go with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. If Green Bay, if Green Bay, and it's a big if certainly. If they win their final four games of the season, uh, and I don't know that that happens. Of course, if they do that, it all funnels through Green Bay, which means there's a buy. And then there's going to be the weather. So that would be my my choice right now yeah. is the Packers. I, I mean, I agree with you. Like I said, I just it, it feels like it's a uh, um, I, I'm going to stick with my analogy of the, the revolving door. Like it's like each like if you have the three more door analogies here, bear with me. But if you have your three doors, like what's behind door number one, door number two, door number three. If you have the Bucks, the Patriots and the Packers back there. I mean, I think they're they're all great options to go deep right now. So much like let's make a deal with Monty Hall back in the day. Very much so. That's that's what I'm trying to go for. Do you don't know. You don't know who that is, though. I say Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. You know, the guy. What's his name? Wayne Brady that hosts the show now. Very much so. I was going to say I know of let's make a deal and I do know that there is a host pre-Wayne Brady but I don't know who the the OG host was but now you educated me so thank you so much uh, it really it makes me show my age by the way uh Packers remaining schedule at the Ravens with obviously a, a less than 100 percent uh Lamar Jackson home to the Browns home to the Vikings at the Lions they could very easily go 4-0 yeah yeah, even even with uh, as as Aaron Aaron Rodgers is gonna. Well, there's maybe a. Well, I will we'll get to the, the the Packers and at some the point the toe the toe. Like, do you do you sit him? Do you let him rest? What is the what is the? They're not gonna. You know what? You, you we're gonna play you for the next four games. You're gonna win four games, then, and then you're gonna get the week off. There is, it is. Is how we're gonna how we're gonna play this thing. No, you're not gonna not play him unless he can do more damage. If this is a, a just an issue of pain management, you're not you're not gonna rest Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's get to these games. Rams Cardinals. So we find out before the game, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, not going to play. Tyler Higby not going to play. But boy, Matthew Stafford was very special in this one. Yeah, Matthew Stafford was incredible, as was Cooper Cup, as was Aaron Donald. I, I said it at the top of the show, but this Rams team, 
really responded um, in a big way. But, I mean, this was also just a brutal game for the Cardinals. Those two interceptions were uncharacteristic from Kyler Murray. They turned over the ball on downs a few times. They made just really uncharacteristic mistakes. And the Rams just never took their foot off the gas, which feels like a flip from what we saw from the the first meeting between these two teams at SoFi Stadium. Um, I, I, I... Not... I know I had my mantra that the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in football. I'm not saying it anymore because they're not. But that said, the one thing I will say about Arizona, they're still undefeated on the road. So maybe not having the number one seed in the NFC, not such a bad thing. I say that tongue in cheek. I say that tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I, if there wasn't a buy involved, I'd say yeah, may, maybe so. But a buy is it's. I mean, it's so important, right? Because now you have one less game to play. You get the week of rest, and yeah, can they go on the road? Listen, if they're the three seed, so they would get what the the six. Could they win that game at home? Certainly. Uh, now you're talking about. So think about this now. Now you're talking about going on the road to Tampa and Green Bay and winning against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. If do you envision that they do that? I, I can't see that happening. No. 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 I don't think any of us can. So uh, that's, a, that's a costly loss, and that's a good, good win um, for the Rams in that game on Monday night. Uh, and it looks like maybe they'll get Daryl Henderson back. Sounds like maybe Higby will be back. And Aaron Donald, my God. I mean, Aaron Donald was just a beast in that game. From play one all the way through the last play of the game. To the last play. Yeah. I mean, to, to start and end with the Donald Zach is just incredible. Yeah, he was really, really special. All right, so let's go into the games uh, from this past weekend. Dallas beats Washington 27-20. So I guess the good news for Dallas is their defense looks really, really terrifying. Uh, and their offense doesn't, right? Uh, defensively, they're great. Offensively, not so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I left the second half of this game because right, this, this first half was what felt like all Cowboys. Uh, second half left me with questions specifically do you think that Dak Prescott is healthy because he looked just horrible in that second half and it feels like maybe there's just some injuries plaguing him I I don't I don't know what he's dealing with right now but it doesn't look like Dak I don't know I don't know I mean I think their running game is is kind of a shell of itself right Ezekiel Elliott doesn't look right to me and Pollard is now hurt uh Tyron Smith is is now out at left tackle um yeah, they do have a ton of really good receivers, but Prescott doesn't look right. I will, I will tell you that. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If it is a an ailment from the injury, then that's a major problem. And if it's just a little blip and he's just having a, a down week or two or whatever, then I think you'll wind up being okay. But you know, if I sit here and I analyze the NFC, that's that's the fourth or. Probably the fourth, fourth or fifth team for me in my in my NFC power rankings right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, you know, it's th- this win essentially secured the fact that yes. you know we, we know we know what is going to happen with the Cowboys. They'll take the NFC East. They'll they'll get the four seed there. I I just have if if this ends up being you know like um uh like a Cowboys Rams game because right now the the Rams are what five in the NFC. Yep, they're the five. Yeah, correct. if this ends up being Cowboys Rams like. This is not the to me. This would not be the daunting matchup that it would have been to start the season. This is a oh Rams will take this game in my opinion because the Cowboys defense, like you said, looks great, but the the Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott and Zeke do not look right right now. 
I've been dealing with a lot of this, so I'll give you a chance to pile on. You want to get into the Micah Parsons is the greatest thing since um, got since sliced bread? Uh, you, want, you want to go there? I'm not going to because you sound very hurt by it, but he looked phenomenal. I mean, he is a special kind of talent for the Cowboys. I agree with that. The one issue I have is the comparison to number 56, and uh, I'm not going to go there. No. And you, avo- you avoided that as well, so let's move on. Um... Jacksonville looks good. Uh, they put up zero points against Tennessee. Uh, Titans win that game twenty to nothing, and now Urban Meyer is. Go- I mean, he'll go after anybody at this moment. Dave, I was not expecting that. What? Jacksonville. You said Jacksonville looks good. I was like, are we talking about the same team? Did I miss that game? Well, I, 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 I was tongue in cheek, Kristen. Come on. You. I know you were. I know you were. But th- I was not expecting this sarcasm this morning, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for making. You just made my morning. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, yeah. No, I have two words for you, and it's fire, Urban. I, I just there is no way in my mind that the Jacksonville Jaguars can find any sort of success or happiness under Urban Meyer. Um, I get why you made the decision. You wanted some fanfare from his time in Florida. You thought that, I mean, obviously it was a a splashy pick, um, a a splashy get. This is not the case. This team is is drowning. Um, Urban is, as you said, throwing everyone over the ship but himself. What's the answer? Start leaking information or some nonsense? No, no, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've, I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said, someone said, that will that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's some source that's doing it. And if you are trying to build a team, specifically trying to build a team around Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer is not the guy. Uh, he doesn't look like he's the guy. And they're going to roll with Trevor Lawrence for years, you would figure year and and you've got to turn him into the guy oh would they fire him would he leave I I don't know but I found this to be interesting Titans win move on very workmanlike and it it looks like Derrick Henry will be back by the end of the season I am so excited about that it's I I know I've been high on the Titans in for for a lot of the season kind of rightfully so but it's just felt empty without without Derrick Henry so I like all of Titan fans are just, I'm waiting. I am, give me King Henry because he truly is one of the best backs. He's so good. I'm I'm so excited. It just, it makes the game more fun, right? I'm so excited to see him back on the field. He really is a special player. Um, speaking of special player, Russell Wilson, Seattle goes into Houston and uh, they hammered um, Houston 33-13, the final there. That said, good win for Seattle, improved to five and eight. Davis Mills, he doesn't look like the worst rookie quarterback in the NFL. No, no, not not horrible, not horrible. Um, but it, it does feel like the, uh, the the Texans and the Jets are are some of those teams. They're 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 like your get right teams, right? They're like the like let's get our confidence back. Let's play the Texans or the Jets. Um, and it feels like that was kind of the way for the Seahawks. Given, I mean, you're coming off a great win against the 49ers as well. So Seattle, all of a sudden, I mean, they're still in the conversation. But Dave, how crazy is the NFC right? now because it feels like it's just a parking lot and there's one big traffic jam waiting for that that final spot and I did not think we would be sitting here at week 15 talking about Seattle being one of them 
Uh, yeah, but listen, they're five and eight. I mean, you're looking at Washington at six and seven. San Francisco improves with a, with a really good win to seven and six. So, here's my question to you: Do you think eight wins can get you in in the NFC? Eight and nine, or do you think you're going to have to go nine and eight? I feel like it's going to have to be nine and eight, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Again, as I go with this parking lot analogy, like if no one's making progress, like if no one's like sticking their nose out there, then I I, I could see an eight and nine team get in. Yeah, which would be unbelievable. Uh, it will not be an eight win season in Kansas City. They win their ninth. They they don't beat the Raiders. They embarrassed the Raiders from the first play of the game when Las Vegas fumbles, Kansas City picks it up and scores. That game was. It was non-competitive, 48-9 to the final. And I will sit here and tell you this. I still don't feel like Kansas City's offense is clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's the Kansas City defense that I did not think I would be saying this. That, that looks good. That said, Kansas City did to the Raiders what the Raiders did to the Kansas City logo, which was stomp. Why in the world were the Raiders stomping on the logo, the Chiefs logo to start? This was just such a banana. It's like there's a... I, f- I remember when I was like a little baby intern back in college and I was in Los Angeles and I went into, um, I was covering the LA Kings um, for a local TV station and I went into um, the the Kings locker room after um, after a game and I remember I was I was told like you can't stand on the Kings logo. Like, you know, when you walk yeah, into- Yeah, that's very bad form. Very bad form. Very much so. But it was just about, it was, I again, I'm a baby intern. It's my first time in the, in the, the Kings locker room first time in a hockey locker room the smell was overwhelming I was trying to figure out you know how to get from you know kind of like locker stall to locker stall whatnot and the photog just very not I was not making my way over to the the logo but said okay there's one thing you don't do like just make sure that you don't stand on their logo even if a player comes up for an interview what have you like this is something that is trained into you day one so why in the world are the Raiders doing this because you knew that this was going to happen to them well, they they did this. I mean, they did this intentionally. They didn't. They weren't like crossing the locker room to get another interview. They they. This was an intentional. That's thing. That's what I'm saying. You, you you fools. You fools. Why? And I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what. If you're going to be those guys and that team that dances on the other team's logo in their home stadium, you better back it up and they did the exact they did not i mean the exact opposite where they did they gave that away when they started that game yeah gave it away when they started the game um boy this is a tough one the jets offensively defensively the jets i guess you could just say and you go from there new orleans who had almost nothing in the passing game offensively still went out and scored 30 points on the jets and, and beat the jets at home uh, at the Jets' home, that is thirty to nine. Your final there. Yeah, I'm going to echo what I said about the Texans. Is the Texans and the Jets? These are the the two teams right now that feels like they're your get right games. These are your okay. Like we know we can do this. Let's work on ourselves. Let's go out and get a win. And that's what we saw from the Saints here as well. Um, I mean, Taysom Hill looked better. Obviously, great Alvin Alvin Kamara. I mean, just uh, Sean Payton said after the game too. But just the the juice that he he gave this team. Um, it uh for 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 the Saints confidence wise to to know that as, as they're still trying to put the pieces together in this post Drew Brees era um had to feel good to get a win like that. Taysom Hill was clearly compromised. That being said, they kind of you know put themselves back in that NFC race as the Saints improve 
uh, to six and seven. But uh, I mean, uh, offensively, it's it's a struggle. Now, Alvin Kamara comes back and rushed for 120 yards and scored a touchdown. And Taysom Hill um, scored a couple of touchdowns. But I, uh, the Saints offensively, and they put up 30 points. So maybe it's not the week to have this discussion. But again, the Saints offensively, it, it is it's not attractive. It's really not right now. Yeah, it it, it is not. It is not. Um, but. Well, we in the NFC right now, who knows? We'll see what happens. All right, let's let's move our way right along. By the way, before we do that, uh, I, I say this, and, and I, I don't say this lightly, but I want your opinion because you're not in the fray of New York sports. Does Zach Wilson stink in your mind right now? I, I, I like to think that I'm a, I'm a positive person. I like to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I don't think that Zach Wilson has any of the, the pieces around him for him to succeed. That said, he's not doing anything to help his case, right? It, it, it doesn't, he, he's making throws that he should not be making. He kind of has that deer in headlight kind of look. Um, it, it is very rookie moves, but I haven't seen anything promising. Like, I, I don't like to compare a lot, but as I look to him versus like a Trevor Lawrence, like, I know that there's more upside in Trevor Lawrence in my mind than in Zach Wilson. Um, and I've seen flashes from flashes of, of you know, competence from, from Trevor Lawrence, despite everything that's being thrown at him this year and the coaching staff and the, the full just Jacksonville organization. Um, Zach Wilson, very much, in my opinion, a OK, maybe there's been some some good things working for him and he just hasn't been able to, to capitalize or make anything happen that that looks anything close to redeeming in his rookie season. So I, I think if he can get a better line, I think if he can get some some pieces around him, then maybe, but he just doesn't look competent to me. That That's what I'll leave it at. He doesn't look competent to me either. And Mike White looked more competent. Uh, Joe Flacco looked more competent. Josh Johnson looked more competent. They played four quarterbacks, and there's no one that can give, convince me uh, that he's not the fourth of four quarterbacks this season. No, I know, but I mean, no one will compare to Mike White. <laughs> we know your your just love affair with uh, with the great Mike White. Uh, Atlanta against Carolina, they have their way. Uh, Atlanta wins that one 29-21, and they catapult themselves into playoff contention at six and seven now. Yeah, um, this feels like the like the the best of the worst, um, in my opinion. Uh, that said. I had higher hopes for Carolina in this game, and I can tell you, Dave, that this is a bad football team. Um, the Carolina Panthers are not a good football team right now. I, I was looking for maybe some offensive creativity after getting rid of Joe Brady. I thought maybe, you know, we we would see a little bit more freer play. Don't know. Something different. Uh, it was worse. Uh, this this is not a good football team. Um, I mean, credit to, to the Atlanta Falcons. They they always are somehow able to make something happen. Um, but the, the Panthers are, are not a good team, Dave. They, they are not a good team. Uh, I got to tell you, the Falcons, without Calvin Ridley, they, they continue to impress me. They do. Pitts is a good player. Cordaro Patterson is terrific. Mike Davis has kind of come back to the land of the living. And and again, you're not going to have a celebration over six and seven, but it's a team that's that's shown me a little something this year in Atlanta. Yeah, very much so. Um, and and again, to your point with with no Ridley out there, but um, it's yeah. So it, it's a team that is you you can't count out. 
um, in games. Um, but for, for me, my biggest takeaway was more just how bad this Panthers team looked. Uh, yeah, and that switch from Joe Brady really did them very nothing. Very little positive. Um, nothing. Nothing. In, in Carolina. Yeah, uh, that's a good way of putting it. It's No, what, what, what is it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Like, you finally made a change into the same result, and I feel crazier than ever. This game bothered me. Cleveland, they were up 24-3. They were just, uh, Lamar Jackson leaves the game. Some guy named Huntley. I don't even know who that is. Tyler Huntley, I guess. Not Ricky Huntley, who I thought he was weeks ago. Tyler Huntley comes in, leads a big comeback. They had a, a chance to actually win the game after recovering an onside kick. But alas, Cleveland holds on for a 24-22 win. Dave, do you really want to tell the people why you're upset with this game? Yeah, because you got very lucky because you picked uh, Baltimore plus two and a half. And, and I have never seen. A, well, maybe I have. It is one of the luckier um, victories I've seen in a pick segment in a very long time. Yes. And I will I will admit I, I was lucky in this game. Yes, you are. But uh, no pictures on the scorecard. A win is a win. I'm, I'm going to take it. Um, uh, no, this was um, this was a very needed win for the Browns, like very needed win for the Browns. Um this uh, this Ravens team is uh, we we had th- this was kind of my my one caveat as we we went into this game of you know was Marlon Humphrey maybe the the straw that broke the camel's back was this going to be like the final straw in terms of injury wise for for the Ravens um, it, yes and no uh, it, it was it was more I mean the the Lamar injury obviously <laughs> that that this this might be the last it does sound like he's going to go against the Packers um, but it. I mean, he is hobbling into the end of this season. And if Lamar, no, not if, Lamar is the difference maker in this team. And if he is he is nowhere near healthy, that is, that's a big concern for this Ravens team. Is there anything as, as a bad win? Like, do you take a negative out of that? Leading 24-3, rolling over Baltimore, Tyler Huntley's the quarterback, and then all of a sudden it just blows up and, you, and it takes everything to hang on? Or is, a win is a win, and, and that's good, and we're Cleveland, and we're, we're somewhat alive, and we have a very winnable game against, uh, against Las Vegas this weekend? No, I mean, I, I, this is a bad win for the Browns. Like this, this was not good for the Browns, but I mean, it's, it's good in the sense that this team really needed a win. I still have a lot of, this this still doesn't look like a team to me that, um, I like, I, I, this was a team that had, I had so much hope for to start this season and I, I have no, I have none left. Um, and I think one of the, um, the bigger question marks that's coming up with this, specifically this Browns offense, is we look to a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. He had seven in, he had seven touchdowns in three years with Browns. He now has had three touchdowns in the last three games with the Rams. And he tweeted something to the effect of like, I, I told you it wasn't me. Um, it, it feels like it, it was the Browns this, this standpoint. So Dave, what do you see from this, this Browns offense? And when, especially when you look at a guy like OBJ, that is finding success elsewhere. It, it feels broken. It does. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's, it's clicking at all, but I, I mean, could they win that division? I mean, they have a game they, they should win against Vegas. Baltimore schedule is brutal. Cincinnati schedule is brutal. I'm not sold on Pittsburgh. So I, it could be, it, it could be that, you know, they wind up winning this division by default but yes I, I agree with you um that is a team that doesn't look it doesn't look right at the moment um speaking of a team that doesn't look right that would be my giants there it is boy 
They were down 37-7 in the fourth quarter. Now, according to Joe Judge, great news because they scored the last two touchdowns and they fought back into the game. There's a lot of things that show up in how we practice, a lot of things I see with developing players. There's a lot of traits and things when you look at, you know, depth charts that you're secured with contracts in the future. You look and say, are these pieces we can build with? Are these guys, are these positions we think can make impact? And when the answer is yes at a key number of those spots, then that's a positive note. You have to get these young players developing. You have to make sure the older players continue to make an impact. I mean, my God, the Giants stink. And, and Justin Herbert is just, he's a, a different level talent. Dave, I, I think we need to take a second here to talk about the play of the day. The the play of the day came the from this game. To, to, no, to I, I mean, well, you interrupted me. I was going to make a joke about the, oh. the I was going to make a joke about the Giants getting a fullback touchdown, but we won't we won't go that route. Um, no, seriously though, I mean Justin Herbert, fifty nine yard touchdown, went about 64, 65 yards in the air. It, he is he is special. It is incredible to to watch. I, and I mean, it was like almost flat footed, like it was it was so incredible to watch. I mean, he is he is such a special talent, and it was. Uh, whew, I just I felt juiced after it. I was I was sitting on my couch, but I was like, okay, like I, I could go, you know, run a route for him right now. Like give me a, a few extra minutes, a few extra more minutes than than Guyton to get down there, but I, I will. It's great. You, 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 we, we know you, you covered Justin Herbert. You know Justin Herbert. You know Justin Herbert's family. He was great against the Giants. Are, are we done? I mean, for God, are we done? Really, please. You seem so sad. Okay, so let's go back. So I'm not I'm not I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm angry. You're just disappointed. Oh. No, no, I'm not disappointed either. I'm I'm angry. Okay, so I have I have a question then to to ask you, you angry Dave Rothenberg. Yes. So what is going to happen with Joe Judge? Because I hate when coaches give those like moral victory kind of things at the end, like you said, like ah, like we got those final two touchdowns. Like no. You. This was a bad game. You got blown out. We are talking about ex- not according to Joe Judge. But that's what. But that's what I'm saying. Oh no, it's great. I mean, he's he looks guys in the eyes, and they they look back at him, and he can tell everything from the eyes. And I'm always looking at eyes because I can see everything in your eyes. Uh, the team is starting to turn it around, and uh, guys, the young talent, and they're turning the page. No, 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 no. See, you might look at that as a rough loss. Joe Judge does not. That's the beauty of Joe Judge. He takes a lot of positivity out of that loss from the Giants because he can tell who wants to be there, who doesn't, and how this thing can turn around. I mean, you you talk about him looking guys in the eyes, and I'm having flashbacks to like Adam Gase right now. And this is none of this is going to paint a pretty picture um, right right now for for either New York team. But uh, no, I mean, this is a. I, I, that is my, probably one of my biggest pet peeves is the like, yeah, like I just want honesty from you, right? Like I, you are not going into the locker room. If you are going into the locker room and you're like, men, great job getting those two touchdowns and extended garbage time. Like what? Like how is your team going to learn to grow or to hold themselves accountable? They're not. I think I think the answer is they're probably not. Uh, we had a feeling Detroit might lay an egg. They did. Denver just hammers them. Uh, it was a really touching moment with, with Denver, and they went out with 10 men on the field and uh, took the delay a game, and then Detroit declined the penalty. But overall, Denver just, just too, too much. 38-10. Uh, they they hammer the lions. Yeah, they 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 did hammer the lions, and um, as you said, I mean the the, the the truly the story of this game was um, honoring Demarius Thomas. It was um, as you said, just a really nice moment to to see um, you know 
them running, you know, 10 men on the field to start. Um, and I, I have a friend that does social for the Broncos and, um, you know, talked about the fact that uh, his first game, Demarius Thomas's first game with the Broncos, it, it snowed, snowed on his last and it um, snowed on the day that he passed. So uh, just a, a very, um, obviously we know how much he meant to um, to the Broncos, to the NFL as a whole, and um, just a, a really nice moment to see that happen. Uh, certainly was. That being said, Denver, yeah, they're they're right there involved. They are they are they are seven and six, and I don't think they get in, but they've made it interesting for themselves with a real chance. Yeah, they have, they have, and if they they keep this kind of level of play, um, I mean, the AFC feels like, I mean, not feels like it's it's a little bit more wide open there at the bottom. So it feels like there's a great chance that we could see the Broncos, especially if they're the the Broncos team that started the season, uh, to to make a run here. This was a, an entertaining, very entertaining game. I know it made you happy. I know it made our producer, R.J. Santillo, happy. Um, I don't understand what Zach Taylor is doing with his play calling in overtime, but San Francisco in overtime after blowing a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter beats the Bengals by the final of 26-23. Yeah, this was an incredible game. Um, I, I talked before this game happened about the, the parallels that I've seen between the two teams of the, the Niners and the Bengals being two teams that have um, had these really amazing wins and then have kind of fallen flat on their faces. And uh, this was a fun game to watch because these two teams brought greatness. Um, it was uh, incredible to, to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase um, specifically late in this game. I mean, it was I, I, the, the Bengals. You, you have to, to tip your hat to them. But I mean, biggest kudos here goes to Jimmy Garoppolo, who was just a perfect six of six in, in overtime um, and then have to give even more credit to one Mr. Uh, George Kittle as well. I mean, yeah. we, we can talk about um, Ayuk, and I mean, obviously he, he was incredible as well. But Kittle, I mean, it, I, 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 I feel like I forgot how much of an impact he makes on this team when he was out. And the last few weeks that he's been back, I mean, it is, it is special to watch, Dave. He's dynamic. He, he really is. And you're right. I mean, Garoppolo deserves credit. You have Kittle. You have Debo Samuel. Ayuk had a good game. Um, you know, running the ball was not a specialty for them, and they didn't have Elijah Mitchell, but they were effective enough. And, you know, their defense did a couple of things, and they got fortunate with, I thought, Zach Taylor's play calling in overtime. And good for them. That's a good win for San Francisco, a really good win on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, and puts them really in great position to get into the uh, into the playoffs from the NFC. Boy, Buffalo has really fallen, but you can't blame Josh Allen, who was insane, insane in this game. Threw for 300, rushed for 100. I thought uh, there's a lot to dig into in this game. I thought the officiating was terrible, and of course, I, I had this game was one for me until Bashard Perryman broke free and scored that touchdown to lose it. I had plus three and a half. You had minus three and a half. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Tampa does what they do, and seems like Buffalo does what they do as well. Yeah, I mean, these are, are two incredible teams. They are riding very different momentums right now, though, and I think we need to, to state that. I mean, the Bucks are just on another tear, it feels like. Um, kind of very reminiscent of what we saw in, in 2020 when they didn't lose after their bye week, and it was a late bye week for them, too. Um, for, for the Bills, what, they've lost four of their last six games. Um, this is a, a Bills team that is just, I mean, such an offensive threat. Um, but 
is not completing the task. It's, it's, it's not finishing. Um, I, that said, I still do not count the bills out of, of anything at this point. Um, Josh Allen, a little bit of a concern, um, injury wise, but, but sounds like he, I mean, he's Josh Allen, he's Wyoming tough. He's going to continue to push through it. Um, and he has to, because the, the bills still have to play the Patriots one more time. They have to play, and that game is in New England. Yeah. I still think Buffalo gets in, and I still think Buffalo is a good football team. And I'll tell you what, if I'm the top of the AFC, like I'm a, I, you pick it, I'm a New England, I'm a Kansas City, I'm a Tennessee, and I have to face Buffalo in round one, God, I don't, I don't want any part of it. No. I don't, but the, the thing is with Buffalo, they can't run the football. They don't even try to run the football. They are completely incapable. If it's Brita, if it's Singletary, if it's Moss, it doesn't matter. Their running game is non-existent. Yeah, they they, they don't have a running game. And it's it's crazy to me that we've been... Um, I feel like we've, we've been talking about this at nauseam this entire season because it feels like this team should be a little bit more balanced. It's not. Um, that said, when we go back to, to Patriots, Bills from uh, a few weeks ago in Buffalo... We saw we we saw the 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 lack of a balanced offense um, hurt this Buffalo Bills team a little bit. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play when they when they do get when we do get to the postseason here. But um, yeah, this is it's a it's a great team, but I'm I'm still riding high on the Bucks right now. And how can you not? Because I I if we want to talk about like giving like our our player of of the week, I. <sighs> Tom Brady, man, like I, I feel like we don't give him him enough credit, and I hate that I'm saying this right now, but he's something special. Oh God, something special. I mean, I think he's, he's maybe the greatest football player to ever. I'm, I'm like, I'm downplaying it, right? Like he's something special. Oh. No, it was, it, it just, I'm shocked each and every week when I see him play. Like it is, it. I feel like we are being blessed with a gift. He's, and he's 44. Exactly. I mean, it just, you, you can't, you can't lose sight of the fact the man is 44 years old. So right now, Tampa, the two seed. Uh, at the moment in the NFC. And then Sunday night, in what I thought was a very entertaining game, you saw Chicago jump out to a lead. Uh, Green Bay came back. Chicago came back again. And then Green Bay in the second half was like, all right, enough is enough. They put up 45 on the Bears and hammered them uh, at the end of the game. 45-30, your final on that one. Yeah, more kudos going to Chicago because I didn't expect them to, to, to start fast. I didn't expect them to be competitive in this game, and they were. Um, curious your takeaways on on both quarterbacks, both Justin Fields and as we look to Aaron Rodgers and that concern about his toe. Uh, how high your concern level is for for him right now? It's not. It's not. Uh, I think he likes the attention. I think he maybe doesn't want to practice. Uh, he looked great. I mean, he was as good as you've ever seen him. He made throw after throw. Devontae Adams was sensational. Uh, their running game with, with Dylan and Jones is very good. Their offensive line should get healthier moving forward. So there's, there's no concern. There's absolutely no concern for me with the toe of Aaron Rodgers. I think Justin Fields is going to be good. Um, you know, we talked about Zach Wilson earlier, and I just don't see a lot. I, 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 I see a young green, inexperienced quarterback who does have the potential to become a good quarterback. So I think you see the best of the best, and I think you see a guy who will wind up being a good quarterback in this league. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how many more times these these two face off. Uh, curious to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers post the season. Well, it could be done. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Right, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, or, or it could be a, a you know a, a, a rivalry that lasts a couple of years into the uh, into uh, Justin Fields' NFL career. So, so there you have it. We've just gone, I think, beautifully uh, through all the NFL games. It is now time. It's now fantasy playoff time. 
And now we turn our attention to help you. We need to make some noise. We need to help the people, and we need to uh, help them advance in their in their fantasy playoffs. It starts this coming week. What do we have? Let's take our time. We don't want to rush through. We want to be here for for advice. Let's let's start. The first one I will run with. There's a couple of running backs, as always. Um, you trust AJ Dillon, right? Yes, He's just the sir. guy you look at and you say you have to play him, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. So that's number one. Number two now is the Rams debate. Sonny Michelle runs well again. Daryl Henderson had the quad. Daryl Henderson had the COVID-19. Is Daryl Henderson going to get that job back, or is this a Sony Michelle is going to keep the job moving forward here? You know, I thought that they, that at the very least they were going to s- split time is a, a nice way of saying it, because Daryl Henderson has had the majority of the reps when he he has come back from injury. Um, I don't know. Sony Michelle has looked really good these last two games. Um, I I think that even. I think that when he does come back, I think that it's might be a little bit more evenly split, which which will be interesting because right now Michelle has been just dominant for the Rams. But evenly split is like that's that's like death to a fantasy owner, right? That's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah, but that but that's what I'm saying. I and that's why I'm saying that Michelle would probably get the the nod in my case there because when Henderson has come back in past past weeks in past years, it's or past games, you, you get my situation. It's it's been uh, a, Henderson has had the majority of the reps, right? I just don't think that's going to happen because how can you sit Michelle when he's been on this hot streak? I don't know that you can. I, I don't know if you can that you're, you're Sean McVay in this team. So that, that gets me nervous, though. Uh, you pay close attention to that and what Sean McVay says. Now, coaches always lie. They never tell you the truth. I think Henderson will probably be back, but does Henderson get, you know, 50% of the carries? Does he get 30% of the carries? Can he even play Daryl Henderson at this point? We will monitor this very, very closely, as should you at home. All right, go ahead. What, what do you have here, Kristen? Yeah, so Dave, I, I have two questions for you. I'm, I'm selfish. I need some help. I would I would like you to look into your, your crystal ball, if it were, uh, and tell me what, what should happen here. Um, and uh, the, the first one here is uh, one that I know our, our producer, RJ, has also mentioned. Uh, but uh, James Robinson, what am, what am I what am I supposed to do with with the Jags? Like, do I I have I did not play him this past week. Thank goodness, sat on my bench. Is it time for me to to clear up a roster spot? Like, what do I do with him moving forward? Because it feels like he should be the guy. He has been the guy, but I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. And he had four rush yards this past yeah. week. Ooh. It was it was repulsive. Well. Let me let me answer that, and then we can give a couple of maybe other options moving forward for teams. And that and that is, they play the Texans this week, so that's a very attractive matchup. Uh, that's a very winnable game. If you're Jacksonville, do you make it a priority to to feed James Robinson the football? Maybe you do. See, I, th- this becomes the conundrum. I think you have to answer this question, and and I don't mean you. I mean just everyone out there. What are your options, right? Like, do, is he your best option as your second running back? Is he your flex where now you're in a PPR and you can play a receiver who's who's solid? Like, what? where are your options with James Robinson? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't play him. You don't absolutely don't play him. But I think you you have to take it with a grain of salt and know that if you play him, you are really rolling the dice with this guy at this point. So to that point about the other options, I looked. Uh, Rashad Penny available on waivers. Do I Do I go with Penny? Because he has been so good for the Seahawks. Or 
does it look like the Seahawks are about to get some more help back at running back? Uh, they may get more help, but I, I have Alex Collins, and he was dreadful, and Penny was very, very good this past week. So uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Pete Carroll actually said Rashad Penny, quote, deserves a shot to establish himself as the team's lead running back in the final four weeks of the season. Uh, let me read you more quote. He says, we'll still rotate guys to keep them fresh, but yeah, we're going to give him a shot to come right back and see if he can keep it going. So if you told me right now. I like that kind of talk. This is what we do. If you told me right now I can have Rashad Penny or James Robinson, I'm going to go Rashad Penny. Uh, and again, I'm not sitting here telling you do not play James Robinson. There's a world where maybe that makes sense. But Penny to me is is the clear, the clear starter over Robinson at this point. I like it. Uh, I got another question for you. Yes, I'm here. Uh, to as answer. you continue to search into your your crystal ball, Miss um, Miss Clarice, as I said last week. Um, uh, although I'm not calling you on on a, a toll free direct number or whatnot, I, I get to talk to you. Are you paying three ninety nine a minute for this conversation? I was gonna say I would love to know what the uh, like if I could look back at like my parents' phone bill. I don't think I actually ever called Miss Clarice, but I know I had friends call Miss Clarice at sleepovers. Like I'd love to know what their parents' phone bill was at the end of that night. Um, anyway, uh, quarterback here. Uh, this is a popular one, but Lamar Jackson sounds like he's going to be good to go. Do I trust him? Do I go with the stopgap this week? Oh boy. Um, let's again, let's see how the week progresses. Now a stopgap, like who, like, like, you know, if you have, you know, these are very important questions. If you have Matthew Stafford as your backup, yeah, maybe, maybe you go in that direction. If you have Cam Newton, I don't know. I, I, I listen. It's a huge game for Baltimore. Uh, Green Bay's defense—they're—they're they're good, but they're not—they're not elite. You saw that that Chicago moved the ball against them. Do I think that Lamar Jackson is going to produce? I—I I think if he plays, he's healthy enough to think that he's probably going to be serviceable or better. So I, here's my situation: I'm in a playoff league. I qualified for the playoffs. I have Lamar. I managed to get in needing the win because I have James Conner and other guys, but that doesn't even matter. But I have Lamar, and my other quarterback is Jalen Hurts. So that, to me, is kind of right there in that sweet spot of what do I do? I haven't decided yet. I'm going to wait for the week to progress and see what they say about Lamar Jackson. I'm leaning Lamar. I think the upside is there with Lamar. But, I, I, yeah, I think this is something you absolutely have to discuss. Yeah, that's a great question, especially knowing the Eagles, I mean, strength of schedule to finish off this season. I mean, they're that's that that's that's pretty favorable if you want to go with Jalen Hurts. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. You're right. I'll wait. I'll listen. I will take with a grain of salt because we do know I feel like this should be like the tagline underneath our podcast, like coaches lie. Um, I do understand. Um, so we'll see. We, we certainly will. Uh, what, do you have any other questions? Because I, I have one or two of my own. If you uh... Uh, Bring on some questions here, Dave. No, 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 no. You, the, the James Robinson, Rashad Penny conundrum was, was top of my mind. K.J. Osborne, I think, is an interesting one. Had a huge touchdown on Thursday night against, um, against the Steelers. Uh, they're in Chicago against the Bears. See, what gets me nervous about this one is... Is Thielen going to play? Is he not going to play? It was the high ankle sprain, so you're nervous about him. I I think, uh, and Osborne is a kind of a hit or miss guy, right? He's a, he's a home run threat, but there's games that he's very very quiet. So do I go with KJ Osborne, or again do I look to see what what other options might be available? I did pick up KJ Osborne last week, and I put him in my flex uh, for Thursday night football, and it paid off. So I am 
I, I'm liking what we're, we're seeing right now from him. I get there's the question mark of Adam Thielen, but I, again, I think especially at this time of the season, it's really tough uh, to take the ball out of a guy, out of a playmaker's hands who has been making plays for you. Um, and I, I think KJ Osborne has to be involved in, in what we see from the Vikings uh, against the, the Bears this week. So that's my take on things. But again, you do have to wait and see what will happen with Thielen. But the, but the thing that gets me nervous is if I, let's say for argument's sake, I have Osborne, but I don't have Thielen, and it's a Monday night game, and it's kind of a, a hit or miss whether Thielen's going to play, and then they decide last minute, all right, Thielen's going to play, but I've already established that Osborne's my guy and it's too late. What do, I mean, I kind of, I'm in big trouble in that situation. You are. You are. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm keeping him in my flex until... Well, the other thing, the the other thing that I, I kind of forgot about too, we've got Saturday games this week here, Dave. What do you, What do you mean you forgot? How could you forget? Because I thought we were one more week out. I don't know what week it is anymore. No, no, no. This is it. I mean, we we have not only do we have two games on Saturday, they're pretty good games. They're great games. We, we have, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. The Cleveland and the Raiders is a great game, but the nightcap is. That's what I'm saying. Indianapolis and New England. That's a Patriots. Ooh, yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. game on Saturday. No, very excited for that game. No, I honestly, Dave, I think in my head it's like perpetually week 14. So in my head, I was like, oh yeah, we've got one more week, and then we get. No, I was wrong. No, we we get it this week. Um, all right. Is there anything else that needs to be tackled here? Here's um, I had one and now I forgot. Oh, you know what? Here here it is. So Chase Edmonds sounds like he's on the verge of of returning. But James Conner has been just unbelievable. He has. Yeah, you have to ride him, right? You even have if, to. Even yeah. if Edmonds, I mean, he had nine catches for 94 yards uh, on Monday night, carried the ball 13 for 31, had two touchdowns on the ground. He has 14 touchdowns on the season. He's playing great football. Even if Edmonds comes back and is healthy, you still have to roll with Conner, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, especially, it was a special performance from him on Monday night. And again, I go back to to what I said about KJ Osborne as well. It's really hard to take the ball out of playmaker's hands right now because you're so deep into the season. Uh, if it's working, why, why are you trying to change it up? You don't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You absolutely don't. All right, there you have it. Is there anything else you have? I don't want to cut you short. No, 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 no. Let's 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 take a pause and let's uh, regroup as we get into uh, some some early lines here. Yeah, some early lines and a, and a recap of what we were. I should have been three and zero. We'll discuss it in a moment here on the NFL Edge podcast. Much to my dismay, I think we should be done. I'm very annoyed by what happened this past weekend. But Kristen Rogers just feeling great. I'm Dave Rotherberg. She is Kristen Rogers. I know. Go, go ahead. You want to gloat for a minute? No, I'm not saying I feel great. I admitted that I got lucky, but I'm also saying that it feels like you're saying that these wins should be taken away from me, and I'm I'm saying no. Like a win is a win. There's no pictures on the scorecard. It's it's what it is. No, you you won. You should be pleased that you kept the lead where it is. My point is, you probably should have gone zero and three, and I probably should have gone three and zero. Let's find out what happened and bring in the ultra talented RJ Santillo. All right, RJ, what do you have? Dave, the two games you did get correct: blistering pace. New Orleans never close against the Jets. Denver never close against the Lions. The game in question here. Oh, that Buffalo game. Because were you watching that game live? I think you were. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, we think we're animals? Of course we were watching it live. Well, you specifically, Dave. So did you give any thought to the the fact that you could lose this game? Any thought? Well, no, because, you know, I had plus three and a half. So my thought was they'll get into field, they'll get into field goal range and they'll pop home a field goal and, and that'll be it. And Tampa will win. And even if Tampa wins, I'll I'll find my way to a uh, 
to a victory there. I'll be 3-0. and Christian will get the loss. And then I watch Brashard Perryman. It's like, okay, it's fine. And then I'm like, oh, my God, there's no one near him. He's going to score. And I had to, oh, God. It still it still angers me. That's one of those that will haunt me for a very long time games. On the other side, Kristen, did you think you would win that game? Or did you just mark it off as, you know what, I'll aim for 2-1. and one. We'll see where we end up. Um, I Well, because at the time I had Cardinals-Rams. So I thought the Cardinals, I was more confident in the Cardinals. So, yeah, I thought it was going to be a 2-1. and one. I was like, okay. I can I can afford one here. Like we're we're gonna be okay. And then I too was like, oh my God, there's no one in front of him. He's going to score. But my reaction, same reaction as Dave, just happiness coming from my side of things. And then her other win, she got Baltimore plus two and a half is the other one she had. Huntley played inspired, inspired football. Let's go. A lot of onside kicks recovered. Very much so. Big week for the onside kick. So two and one, nonetheless, for both of you. Where does that leave us? I know that's what you're asking. Kristen? 20, 21, and 1. Dave, 18, and 24. So it's two and a half games. Is that correct? Still two and a half games. Yep. It's crap. It is, I mean, it is, it is absolute <laughs> unadulterated crap. It should be at a minimum one and a half. It probably should be a half game difference right now. I should have gone 3 0. Sh- I should have the lead. I should have gone 3 0. You should have gone 0 and 3. And instead, we're sitting here and I took, I, I shaved nothing, nothing off of my, uh, my deficit. Fine. Sorry. Fine. You know what? It's fine. I still have weeks to go. Baby steps. One game at a time. You feel like that meme of the dog that's sitting in the the room that's on fire and it's just saying, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. That's you right now. The the whole house is burning around me and it's fine. Uh, This is a great game. This is an interesting spread. I know you're very pro New England. I think you'll probably take this game. Indianapolis giving two and a half points to a... Red hot New England team who has been scalding hot on the road and they come off that huge win with extended time off in Buffalo. Indy, two and a half against New England. Yeah, this is a uh, very tempting game to to take here. I mean, this is this is going to be so much fun to watch. Um, very excited about this one. Uh, I honestly was a little surprised about the the line, but I mean, the, the Colts, I mean, the and until Derrick Henry comes back in full force to retake his crown, you you have to give it to Jonathan Taylor as running back of the season right now. So I it's it's going to be a really fun one to watch. But this this is going to be a close game in my mind. Uh, I think so as well, field goal game. But I, I will ask you this: I'm not asking for you to tip your hand that you will take it. Is it a game that's under consideration in the five pack that you usually come out with? Very much so. Very much so. I'll admit to that now. And that's all I'm looking for. Just honesty. Yeah. Pittsburgh hosting Tennessee, Tennessee laying a point and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, Does Pittsburgh have anything left? Because, boy, did their defense look just horrendous against Minnesota last week. Yeah, it did. And we're we're still asking the question. I mean, T.J. Watt still is not healthy. You know, he was in and then out of that game. Um, So it... It feels like they're, again, continuing to, to lose pieces or, around um, a defense that needs to stand up. So uh, it, we'll, we'll see if this is, you know, kind of that one final hurrah, especially as we start looking ahead, maybe a little bit of a 90-degree turn here. But as we start looking ahead to, you know, the the first, you know, mock drafts that are coming out and the conversation about, you know, who the Steelers are going to take, if they're going to find their quarterback in this draft. And so do you go on one last kind of final push for Ben Roethlisberger, I think that's the question. Yeah, listen, they're right there. I, I don't know that they're good enough to, to get over the hump and wind up in the postseason, but a couple things that play, they, they play all the teams they'd have to beat. And on top of that, the division is not great. Like Baltimore, Cleveland, 
they're both sitting there atop the division, Cincinnati as well, and 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 they have murderous schedules. So they'll kind of cannibalize on each other. Um, can Pittsburgh go three and one down the stretch? I'd say that's unlikely, and 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 I don't even like them to beat Tennessee in this one. So I think it's very difficult, and I don't think they they rally around Ben. I think it's I think it's done. Even if they try to, I don't know that they can. Um, this is a great. It's a great game. It's a tremendously meaningful game. The Chargers beat Kansas City in Kansas City earlier this year. It's the Thursday night game that we get to watch this week. The Chiefs are laying four on the road in L.A. Rashawn Slater now tests positive for COVID. He might not play, which would be a huge loss. Looks like the Chargers will get Keenan Allen back. And Kansas City's defense is playing at a blistering pace right now. Yeah, they they are. Um, This kind of has shades to me of... um, uh, like Rams Cardinals uh, part one and then part two of this year with uh, the, the Cardinals getting a big win at SoFi Stadium uh, against the Rams and then the Rams obviously getting a big win on Monday night against the Cardinals in Arizona. So curious if we're going to see the kind of the same situation, um, but uh, with with the Chiefs trying to, to stand up after, you know, the Chargers took things in round one. Um, very excited for this game, though, um, especially knowing that this Chargers offense feels like it's starting to, to really get pieces uh, back and healthy and, and kind of find their rhythm again. Um, and I'm curious to see, again, what this Kansas City offense is because I'm, I'm expecting them to get exposed at some point because it still doesn't look right to me. It doesn't look right, but if they can make it right, this might be the week this is it. against the Chargers because the Chargers defense not good. And I, you know I've told you for weeks and weeks that Edwards Lair is a tremendous disappointment. It feels like he's turning the corner a little bit. Had a couple had a couple of touchdowns against the Raiders and all of a sudden he does look like a, a little bit of a, a different running back at the moment. Um there's, there's a bunch of very interesting games. Uh the big spread Arizona and Detroit. Short week for Arizona. Travel across country but they get Detroit on their plate and they are laying a whopping 13 and a half in this game against Detroit. Yeah. And this, this feels like, um, I, I, I feel like, I, I feel like this is going to be easy for this. I hate to say that. I feel like it might be easy though for the Cardinals to cover this game purely because we saw like, you know, the Cardinals are coming out into this game upset after what just transpired on Monday night football. Um, This is a, an offense that we know can get rolling and can get get hot really quick. Um, so I would not be surprised if this is a obviously more than a, a two-touchdown two win for, for the Cardinals. One more I wanted to throw out there, and then if there's anything you have, you, you throw it out there for me. Uh, and that's – this is a big game in the AFC. Cincinnati on the road in Denver. Broncos at home. We know how good they can be at home, and they're laying one and a half to the Bengals. Yeah, this one is going to uh, – this is, this is going to be a big game. Um, I mean, I – Obviously, we, we and I, I think the, the line dictates it as well, but we know how tough it is to play at mile high. We know how hard it is to travel to Denver. Um, but, you know, you know the Bengals are obviously disappointed in how things just ended in their game against San Francisco. Um, Broncos are, are coming off a, a really big win, um, given it will be against the Lions, but they're, they're coming off a big win as well. I'm, I'm interested to see... Um, you know, as as we've seen some greatness from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, can they continue to stand up in a tough environment um, in a game that they need? Both teams need. Desperately need. Both teams check in at, at seven and six on the season. All right. So is there anything that you need to uh, walk us through before we say goodbye for the day? No, that that that's it. You, you just I was going to bring up Bengals Broncos and you got to it first.
Uh, there you have it. All right. So we will be back later in the week to kind of preview what we have and make our picks. And I will gain at least one game this week when we make the picks. So pay attention to your waiver wires. Uh, make sure you make pickups if you're in your postseason right now. Very, very important to have too many choices to make. We'll be back to help you with those choices and decisions later in the week. For Kristen Rogers, I'm Dave Rothenberg, and this has been the NFL Edge Podcast. <laughs>